People don't know, but we have Jimi Hendrix in the fucking studio right now. I don't know where he came from. We rose him from the dead. Play again, Jimmy. Go. You seeing this, Michelle? She can't even talk. She's just too enamored by the guitar skills of Mr. James Hendrix himself. Oh my god, he's disappearing like the ghost he is. Wow. I people you don't know, you just got the thrill of a lifetime. That was a back to the future moment. It was faded in, played some rock and roll and faded out. I'm just flabbergasted i don't even know what to say bye jimmy i'm frabbergasket bye ah uh, the old frabbergasket whenever your frabbergasket goes out on your car you can pretty much say it's shot that's a good idea shoot that frabbergasket <laughs> shoot that frabbergasket welcome to couple of critics podcast i'm michelle i'm sam and we're here for another week to talk about stuff with you we are a review podcast this is my week to review and sam's gonna review with me and feel free to give your opinions as well this is we're all in this together Uh, uh, you're burping up a cuban uh yeah we just had lunch at the big four cafe which is hysterical to me that it's called the Big Four Cafe and it's like this swanky, nice little spot. When the what it's based off of, the Big Four, the, the bar. bar, was the most decrepit, gross, low life bar in town. It was the trashiest <laughs> place to go. They had the cheapest and worst beer selection. <laughs> yeah. So now there's a restaurant in its honor that's like, like a hipster. Nice place. I mean, it's a nice place. A nice place that's only open for breakfast and uh, lunch. Unlike a bar, which is open, you know, different hours. Oh, that bar was open from like 10 a.m. till, what, 3? Is that when the bar's got to close in Something like that. That was a full functioning business where birds shit upstairs because there were no windows and... Just rotting. That whole place was a disaster. That was the bar that we went to drink at that one time before you and I were even dating or anything. Yeah, we were just and talking. That guy wanted to kick my ass. I don't remember that. You don't remember that? No. We were laughing at that one. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he had two teardrops tattooed on his face uh, okay. as if he had killed someone. But we were all like, he's never killed anybody. And I was like looking at him laughing. And the guy thought I was looking at the girls that he was there with. Oh, okay. I remember this. And then all of a sudden, he's just like, this redhead motherfucker right here. It was one of those deals where I was like, wait, oh, wait, he's yelling at me. You want to go? Yeah, I totally forgot. That's when Amanda pulled me in the bathroom and smoked weed with me. Because I, I think I went in and I saw that she was, she was like smoking and I said something. So to make sure that I wasn't going to tell on her. She made me smoke as well. Yeah, you were going to tell on her. Yeah. I'll let people think whatever they want to if they're going to smoke with me for free. <laughs> you heard me? No, the big four, which uh, crumbled to the ground. It Well, I, I wasn't it a windstorm that came and tore the roof off the mother? 
Yeah, tore, tore the, the roof, roof off the mother, mother tore the roof off the mother sucker, tore the roof off the sucker. I did not even mean to do that. But yeah, it was like a huge storm, and then I remember we all went down and looked at it because the roof was gone, and then it was done. They just tore the building down after that. It's like they were waiting for a reason oh, yeah, to get that, rid of the building. Yeah, that building was ready to go. Why are you chewing on that? Cat. Cat. Stop being a cat. Yeah. Don't chew on that. Stop being a feline. That was also the same bar that uh, before I went to a to watch a band practice, it wasn't my band. I had Adam stop, and I got uh, three double shots, and I downed them all. And two guys at the bar were like, I've never seen anything like that. And I was just like, well, it's every day. Have a good one. Aww. <laughs> before you even knew you were an alcoholic. I knew. I think we all knew for a while. Not then yet. That was before you and I were even together. I didn't know you were an alcoholic then. That's just when it wasn't so all the time. Yeah, but you were young. You were 21. It made sense that you were drinking. Yeah. I just drank more when I was 19. So by the time I was 21, I wasn't drinking as much. By the time I was 20, every age in the 20s, I was drinking a lot. What age did I stop drinking? Was I 29 or 30? How long has it been? It'll be six know. years this year, won't it? So like 29 is when I stopped? Sure. 28? Ah, God damn it, I was good at drinking. I always get told that I was not good at it, but I was fucking good at it. You were good at it because you didn't have any concern about what anyone else was thinking or feeling. <laughs> you were just in your own mind the whole time. It was just about having a Sam party with Sam. Mm -hmm. Are you on this ride with Sam? Or are you not? It was like a personal... Every time I drank, it was like, a, I'm going to get hammered. How much can I drink? That's so weird. Yeah. that's. And then when it turned into blackouts and stuff, that's really when the problems started. But you didn't even have any problems. It was just me having problems with you. I would have been arrested many more times if I would have kept drinking. Guaranteed. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. You were just, you were just the first red flag oh, waver i'm okay oh, i was gonna say you, you, you i got saved, red flags all over me you saved me in that regard if i would have kept drinking it would have been a fucking mess because i don't think i would have ever stopped on my own accord and there are so many people who probably are like man i wish i could just have a beer with sam and it's like well okay it's just it's never just a beer it's never like, been just is, a beer with never you just a beer it's i don't think it's ever like in the existence of me knowing you just been a beer no what's the point it just makes you sleepy because you drink because you, you drink fucking the, drunk no because you like the taste of it and you want to get a little buzz and maybe you do want to go home and take a nap maybe that is the life for some people like me, just, who likes to put a bunch of calories up my body and then take a nap. Just, uh, so everything gets stored <laughs> and then I feel bad all the time. And I'm like, why do I feel bad all the time? Well, Bob and I have the same mentality. If you're going to drink, fucking drink. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people do. I'm, I guarantee a lot of people do. A lot of my friends. Yeah. Oh. Get fucking drunk, man. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what all of your friends sound like. Let's get fucking drunk, man. <laughs> I don't think I could be a friends with a person who sounded like that. It's a shame. I don't. I definitely know a lot of people who like, sound like that. I have family who sounds like, like this. That. Does this sound normal? Hey, man, I just wish 
gays had rights like all the rest of us. That doesn't sound like anyone in my family. <laughs> it still doesn't. It's just that uh, that voice does not <laughs> match to... I'll give you a quote from a family member. Okay. Being gay is an abomination. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I got a quote from a family member. Well, they're not normal. They're quar. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, didn't your brother say that at one point? <laughs> I didn't want to say he said it. Well, I didn't think it was. I didn't think he said the whole thing. I just remember that he said that. But I, I made up a fucking song when Beth and I were young about how and I, she's talked about we've talked about it on the podcast how the pp and the, the pp and the vivi go yeah 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 not the pp and the pp or the vivi and the vivi but the pp and the vivi go together hand in hand that's what it was and it was a what <laughs> it was one of those like stay up all night be super slap happy lay in bed make joking songs about how you disapprove of your sister's life choices because and i was saying meanwhile your sister was going actually the viva and the viva go together pretty well hand in hand <laughs> yeah i was a very different person growing up i was very uh, much more religious and conservative minded so when your mom was spewing hateful shit about things like that did it did you were you like yeah she's right yeah i agreed with her and then you I which came first Hatred of your mother or you realizing that that thought line of thought was fucking crazy or were they kind of did they coincide? I think they kind of coincided because no, I don't I don't know. Maybe because I remember like I made my mom cry that one time when she commented on Tony Braxton's dress and I said that I'm sure my mom had had more sex out of wedlock than she had. Because I know that my mom was promiscuous. <laughs> so is my sister. And so was I for a sliver of time. It's not something to be proud of, but it's whatever. So I just, I hurt her feelings and made her cry. I'm sure if I could have landed more tail, <laughs> I would have fucked around a lot more. But I'm so awkward. And uh, landed more tail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what year for, is for it right like now? 19 years old, if I was attractive in any way. Oh, yeah. I would have been going for it all the time. I was more attractive and I had less self-esteem and less self... I mean, I still hate myself now, but <laughs> I have a little more self-worth thanks to you. You helped me. You didn't make me think that, oh, if I get this attention, that it's better than nothing. That means that they like me and accept me. <laughs> but then as soon as it's done, they know comic show. <laughs> so, like, I was an idiot. I was someone who made a mistake <laughs> way too many stuff. times. They don't call Michelle. They don't call Michelle. <laughs> Stupid. Okay, so we listened to an album per me. I'm still laughing. They don't call Michelle. <laughs> and uh, we got a little funky. This is something that we're both very familiar with. This is not new to anybody. This is on the easy peasy category. This is definitely easy peasy. Uh, we have some history with this. We listened to the Motor Booty Affair by Parliament. Yeah, just Parliament. Just this Parliament. is no Parliament Funkadelic. This is no Funkadelic. Although it's the same. Yeah, <laughs> it's all the same people. It's all much. coming around. Um, but you know, fronted by George Clinton, the George Clinton. George Clinton. Uh, we have some writers, which I mean, 
obviously you have George and you have some other people. I don't know who Jim Vitti is. I don't know Junie Morrison, Linda Brown. I'm sure they're just people who are in the in the in the group. But we've also got some Bernie Worrell and some Bootsy Collins action on this album. Some Bootsy Collins action on this album. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Try it again. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bootsy Collins from uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. It's Casper. Not Not the friendly ghost, but the holy ghost. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Bootsy's the shit, man. You know what's cool about going to music stores in Cincinnati is they all have a poster of Bootsy Collins signed. And they should. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, because he's probably like, oh, you don't have any Bootsy. I'll give you some Bootsy yeah, for just, you all. He just, he just walks around with Bootsy posters. Hey, Charles, go get a poster. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this came out right before Thanksgiving in 1978. 1970. Wow, later than I thought. Yes. Uh, I don't know where this actually was within their... Discography? Um, discography, because I know that they... I feel like it's it's within the first five albums or so. I have no clue. But they put out a lot of albums. Yeah, that's the so thing with Parliament to... and Funkadelic and Parliament Funkadelic. It's all just like... I mean, obviously you can get a record of what albums came out, but it's like such a mishmash of things. And then, mm-hmm. and then you get 90s George Clinton. George Clinton all by himself. Yeah. <laughs> Do fries come with that shake? Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely a point where it's like, George, you, you kind of start to see that, like, maybe George wasn't the mastermind behind it all. <laughs> like, you read a lot of Bootsy Collins interviews and Bootsy's like, yeah, I wrote a lot more songs than I was given credit for. I'm sure. And Bernie. <laughs> Bernie Worrell. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Genius mind. Well, let's uh, let's get into this album. This is not going to be super traditional. Uh, you get that with a lot of funk albums. I'll go ahead and start Mr. Wiggles. From the ocean comes a notion. You get a lot of like spoken word. It's not all just like structured, formatted, normal songs. Bass walk. Seems to me like a lot of funk is just playing the same riff. It's almost like doom metal, but happy. Play the same riff a bunch. Oh, I'm jogging up back on the seat with my record machine saying, Ooh, Papa, do how y'all do. I'm Mr. Wiggles the Worm. These are my latest giggles. You ever seen the costume? Three bionic idiots. What were the like a. Of George Clinton as Wiggles the Worm? Like a sperm tail? Yeah. And a huge mouth. There's a huge mouth? I mean, he had a big mouth, so I feel like. All of the illustrations of him made his mouth kind of bigger. When you think of George Clinton, do you think of crazy hair, multicolored George Clinton? Yeah, I knew of George Clinton because Beth would would she somehow learned who he was? I assume from television or something, and would uh, just be like, oh, "I like George Clinton. I like that guy." And she didn't actually know any Parliament at all. It was just that she liked. Not how he looked. Yeah. So I knew of him, yes, as the guy Your with the curly, or not curly, the colorful hair, long before I ever knew what music he actually made. 
But like when you think of George Clinton, the first image in your head is crazy hair. Color George Clinton. Colorful hair. Um, maybe not as much anymore. Yeah, it's not for me anymore. I, it's him with like a suit and a hat on. Yeah, that's so, exactly what I think of George Clinton. But, now. I mean, he's been like that for a long time now. He's been like that for a long time. I'd say he had the colorful hair stuff for like the least amount of time in his phases. Because he wasn't like that in the beginning. It was mostly just like the 90s when he did that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when crack really took hold <laughs> of him, at least. When you pull my string. Very mellow. Just a lot of <clears throat> kind of... I mean, obviously it's planned and it is structured, but it isn't just like a normal song. No, just it's different insane. sounds and voices and... Eeny, meeny, miny, wiggle, and just weird things here and there. Definitely not like a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus situation going on. It's just like one long freeform. It's almost like they're just like, hey, we're going to do 64 bars of this. And you guys can noodle around within that. But make sure on the 64th measure, we're going... And you get, and if you listen to the the Gap Band episode, I it's pretty obvious that they were heavily influenced. Oh, was it one of my cousins of Bootsy? Yes. Yeah. Because even though I mean I still think it's in the blood, whether they were trying to have that same sound, they did it. They did the same like, only their songs were more structured as actual songs. Oh yeah, for sure. But you would have. So I'm not sure if it was Charlie Wilson. He's the only one from the group that I remember, but just the same kind of speaking over it. I remember when we first heard this album, it was kind of like a little bland to me. Uh-huh. It's almost like you have to let it, for me, I had to like let it seep into my blood. And then as soon as it got in there, it was like, oh, yeah, I understand this completely now. I'm on board. Well, and there was a day earlier this week where I listened to this and then listened to Motor Booty Affair Yeah. right afterwards. And Motor, not Motor Booty Affair, sorry, Mothership Connection. Yeah, yeah. And that does have some more, I mean, that does have like, uh, give up the funk. That has some more like well-known songs. I think this would be a little more mellow which you you do get a lot of like funky upbeat songs but it's still kind of like it's not for everybody i understand that i guess is kind of what i'm saying like it's its own kind of thing it should be for everyone because parliament funkadelic was one of the best concerts i've ever been to no and i agree but i i think that that would work for more structured stuff but i understand how something like this would someone would just be like turn that shit off <laughs> Yeah, I can see that too. But because I'm into stuff like this, it's perfect background music too. It's good, and it's good for getting you just kind of started. And it, and really, when I think of this album more so than Mothership Connection, I think of when we lived with Adam at the church. Oh yeah. And this would often just be in his record player, and there would be times when we would just walk in, one of us, any of us, any of the three of us, yeah. and we would just push play on it. Yeah. And we listened to it so much together, yeah. the three of us. So it just makes me think of the three of us hanging out. Every time I hear either this album or Mothership Connection, I can see scenes of the Batman video game that Adam and I played the shit out of. Because this would often be the background music for playing Batman. <laughs> 
That's odd. So I've got these like images of Batman beating the shit out of 12 guys and then flying off into a corner. At the same time, I'm imagining Atlantis. What was that fucking awful Donovan song about Atlantis? I don't think it's awful, but yeah, there is an Atlantis song. Was there an awful section? Oh yeah, it was. The, there was a big spoken part, and then it actually <laughs> changed into a song. But what yeah. Atlantis. What Atlantis? I was called that. Yeah, this whole song seems like an intro. Yeah, it's an like almost it, seven-minute intro. Like it never takes off to an album with seven tracks. It's a short album. So it'll be. It should be a shorter episode for you guys. That's a. That's my gift to you. We'll see. I can go off on plenty of tangents. Do you have much to say about anything right now in life? You've been know, getting a lot not- of headaches lately. Yeah. You want to talk about that? <laughs> sure. I slept for fifteen hours yesterday. You did. You woke up and took a shower. Went back to bed. Woke up, ate a little bit. Went back to bed. It was. It was a rough day for you. It sucked. You got a little snappy at some point because you weren't feeling well, which is fine. It happens. <laughs> I'm gonna, every time I get snippy from here on out, I'm just going to be like, I wasn't feeling well. <laughs> Sam, you were fine. No, no, no. I wasn't feeling well. Yeah, that's just how you say things because you get pitiful when you get when you feel bad. I, I know I get pitiful. I mean, we all get pitiful, <laughs> but yeah. I just think some people are more used to it and some people aren't. So when those people who aren't as used to it, when it happens to them, they maybe get a little more pitiful, like a man. <laughs> With a man f- sickness, man flu, isn't that what they call that? Yeah. It mm-hmm. definitely exists. I think so. We've talked about that on this podcast as well. I think it's because, at least for me, I'm like, I need everyone to know I don't feel good right now. So I have to be as pitiful as possible. Yep. So then I just napped on the couch off and on with Paul, our little baby kitty. He's not a kitty, but... So you basically slept for 15 hours, too? (laughs) No, because I was awake watching, you know, 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) That fucking show. So I've been playing this around Sam and uh he, because i hate trash tv but god damn it i like it trash sucks TV. you in there's this whole thing and there are certain people who are way more interesting than others like angela for example the big white woman who is dating the nigerian guy you can't swindle me just because i like cake oh my god there's so many things about her where she's just always like no i'm not i am not your elder <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. It's women like her. I'm just like, what is the appeal? It's literally it's a gr- the green card. It's a green card. It's 100% citizenship. That's all it is. Uh-huh. And it happens so much, especially from specific areas in the world where they target people in America and get so much money. Especially unattractive, brash hillbillies white women white women women who have uh had so many failed marriages and are in their 50s and are getting their uterus checked out in a foreign country i got one egg but it's probably dead (laughs) (laughs) i ain't giving you my egg Uh, how much what do you think the ratio is of it's an actual love going on 
Uh, not even wait, on you the mean, show. You mean back and forth, not just one-sided love. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's not solely for the green card. Obviously, in every situation, 100% of the situations, the green card is a big factor. I would say, honestly, it's probably 40-50%. Really? That mm-hmm. high? Mm-hmm. On the show or just in general? But these I mean, people also... the show is really what you know about. Well, and they also, they form these relationships through texts, through messages, through things that they can procure. Like that lady who only sent photos to her guy. Zied? Zied. With, I know the fucking name <laughs> With uh, filters. She always filters to make her look way younger. So they're... Their relationships all change when they actually meet each other, which is what the show is interesting to me because they they all are like totally infatuated with these, you know, best pieces of your personality. And you're only sending the things that make you look good. Like when they're in that car and they're checking for the bombs Mm -hmm. and she's got that look on her face that's like, and she gives like those weird attitude looks like. You never get that through no. messengers. So like, that's when you're first going to be like, ah, I don't like that bitch face she just made. <laughs> or you just see like, oh my God, like Darcy, someone who cries constantly about absolutely every little thing that happens. Is Darcy lip injection? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's... She's a mess. Ridiculous. She's one of those women that makes me feel like, you were probably fine before you got all this cosmetic uh-huh. surgery. Why did you do this to she yourself? Was. Because she has to be perfect because she wants to be popular and be on TV. And the more like a doll you look, the more of a chance you have. It just may, seems to me the cosmetic surgery should be saved for people who actually need it. Like, I agree. But you have maybe, like a fucked up mouth or like a fucked up nose. But is it possible that people who get elective cosmetic surgery are helping drive the price down? Because it's. I don't know if that's uh, even a thing. I don't know, I if, don't the, know. if the price would ever even change because I assume in something like that it would only go up. Yeah. But like... I'd be like, more people are wanting this. It's time to jack up the price. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Let's listen to the next song. <laughs> <laughs> Rump of Steel Skin. Yeah, a cosmetic electric, elective cosmetic surgery. This is one of their more popular songs. This was the... Um, was this the one that was released as a single? Give me a second. I don't know, but this fucking. The motor booty when you This is a fucking classic. Shake your ass. This is George Clinton and Bootsy Collins. Like, whew. This is that stuff that if you hear live, you're just gonna fucking. Your butt's just gonna start moving. You, you just can't help it. Hey, you just start shaking your rump. It's infectious. But no, I don't believe that this was the single. But this, I did read that this was one of the. This and another song are the two of the more popular Parliament songs. Aside from "Give Up the Funk," this which is, is what most people know. These are like the kind of bass lines and stuff. That seems like they can't be written anymore. I don't know of any band. I would love to hear somebody that can get these kind of grooves going again but it's almost like they were handed these grooves by the gods of funk and there are no more that's because Bootsy Collins is 
still a punk legend and he's still alive. Yeah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That was my bootsy. Hallelujah. Your bootsy is amazing. Hallelujah. That's a new goal of mine. Meet Bootsy Collins. And when I see him, I'm going to go, oh, Hallelujah. <laughs> my God. If What if he did it back to you? I'd melt into the ground. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I would start crying. How do I get Bootsy Collins to show up at a Green Jello gig just based on the fact that it's Green Jello? He would never do that. Bullshit. <laughs> oh, come on. Don't shoot down my dreams. Green Jello is in the area, well, not now, but usually all the time. His bread and butter's in the Midwest. Yeah, so Bootsy can show up. Bootsy wouldn't give a fuck. I'm saying Why it. Why wouldn't he give a fuck? He doesn't care it's about weird. three little pigs. There's no weird. funk in it. There's no funk in it. All right, what if I start a Parliament cover band and uh, try to get special guests Bootsy Collins? <laughs> Think that's a more of a chance? I imagine he would not respond. What about Bernie Worrell? You think I can get Bernie? <laughs> I think it's more possible that you could get Bernie at this point <laughs> than Bootsy. Dig him up? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go grave rob Bernie and shove him in the corner of the house next to the keyboard. Hey, welcome to my house. It's uh, That's Clarence. And this is Bernie Warrell. <laughs> and here's Clarence. Eating. Biting <laughs> Bernie's bones. <laughs> Clarence's bucket of Bernie's bones. Yeah, this bass plan is just masterful. Yeah, I've, I've come, not just recently, but the realization that Bootsy was one of the fucking main guys. Like, without Bootsy, I don't think, I don't think half the groove would have been there. Especially from what I read of him talking about, I wrote so many more songs than I ever got credit for. And so it's like people talk about, you know, George Clinton never got paid for all the rights to his music and yeah. stuff like that. Well, Bootsy didn't either. And he probably got double fucked because he got stolen from George and then... I think it's pretty obvious where Bootsy's... Or not obvious, maybe. I think it's clear where his influence and in writing came into play. Because if you listen to things that Bootsy did on his own, yeah, you have that sound. Oh, yeah. The rubber band... Bootsy Collins Rubber Band. Mm-hmm. That one album is fucking awesome. The one oh, I'm yeah. stealing everything from. The Hallelujah. We're just dancing now. When we went to that concert and everyone was just dancing the whole time. Which one? The one where I accidentally spilled the drink on the lady's purse? I don't remember that. She got mad. It was inside. Bogarts. Yeah, it was that one. That was the best one. We've seen him twice, right? Yes. Yeah, the better one was... Inside. The Bogarts one. I agree. They got to be raunchy. Mm-hmm. And uh, George Clinton pretended to jerk off a few times. And he pretended like his cock was the size of a two-liter, which I don't know it might be, but... Well, now that he's lost weight, maybe. <laughs> That concert kicked ass. Joints being really smoked. Mm-hmm. Everyone of every color dancing. Just hanging out together. It was also the cleanest concert I've ever been to at Bogarts. By that I mean not gross. 
Because of gross people? Oh, yeah. Every concert I've ever been to at Bogarts besides this Parliament one, it's like metal dudes that are all... They've already got like six beers in them before they even get inside, and we're all sweating. And, and no like, one's wearing deodorant. No one's wearing Because no deodorant. one has bathed that day. No, fuck that. The toilets are gross. Sweat, beer, and cum. Everywhere. I saw a girl being fingered at a Guar concert in Bogarts one time. Wasn't it outside, though? No. We were leaving, and we just looked on the side of the wall, and this guy was finger-blasting some girl. I was like 15. I was just like, whoa, what the hell? I would have, too. I would have been like, huh? And just stared at it, like, Pam. We stared for a little bit, but it was really gross. I'm sure it would have been. But still, if I was 15, I'd be like, oh, my God. And it looked like they were both, like, really fucked up. Like, the guy's eyes were barely there. It just looks like he was on automatic mode. Probably had no idea where he was even at. He was just down, getting down to business. <laughs> and he was doing it at this weird angle. Like, backwards. It was it was quite impressive. I have, I have chills right now because I'm so grossed out. <laughs> and it was on the floor after Guar, so there was just, like, blood and shit everywhere. <laughs> Not real blood, but yes. Water. Blood water. Blood water. Come water. It stains, so it's, then, it's somewhat bloody. Come on me. Come on me. <laughs> yes, I've screamed that at multiple Guar concerts. And you scream that at every concert that you're at. I'm going to play the next song, even though we don't have a whole lot of tracks. Uh, I say we still should, you know, roll through this at a medium pace. It makes sense to me. Um... I changed my phone. I put it sideways and it started. went back to the very beginning. So give me just one second and then I will play the song. You are a fish and I'm a water sign. This is one of those songs that didn't get me at first. Correct. I agree. But then it became like one of my favorites. Like the... I've been... Checking you out ever since I came through this Like The singing is really good, which none of it's George, the good singing. <laughs> and that's why, I mean, it's stuff like this that I understand it does not appeal to everyone. But I like this, this part. How lucky of George to... I guess that's where he's the mastermind, is he was like... He's able to find all these people? Good at promotion, and he was good at making the collective and I think he understood like I'm never going to get anywhere as myself I need to get a collection of people who I can inspire like uh-huh. show them the vision and then let them be the vision because we've heard George sing it's horrible he's not a good singer he's not a good singer at all he's a great front man he's a great ridiculous person yeah but like that None of, none of that is George. <laughs> no. None of this is George. He, I guess he's a good producer. That's what it is. Yeah, and writer. He knows what it's supposed to sound like. Not may, may not necessarily be able to make it sound that way, but he can get a good collection of guys or girls and be like, that was it. Yeah. You pee on this and I'll pee on that. All right. 
I'm gonna go smoke some crack out back. <laughs> ah, fuck going out back. I'll just do it here in the studio. Yeah, I don't think that. I don't feel like we ever get George vocally in this, do we? Unless he's you get like shrieks, and I think the low stuff is him. Like he, he could be. What's the word? Contributing. That's the word to yeah. that. And I assume he's probably better in studio because I think a lot of people can be better in studio. I mean, you get as Especially many fucking younger. charges as you want. He's awful now. We're also kind of referring to more like the age Tim. Because, yeah. like, yeah, he wasn't great ever, but it was still better at one point. I like to play drums to these albums because there's so much way I do not drum. So it throws my brain for a loop, but then once I get like the beat that the guy was doing, like a section of my brain unlocks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is the most fun I've ever fucking had playing drums. And it's like some simple little funk beat. This is just a different groove. Just a different groove, a different mindset of playing. You know, I'm in the whole go fast, loud, and hard mindset. Yeah, and I've said it before on this podcast. I would love to be able to play like jazz drums, where it's just intricate. Precise and not just balls out the whole time. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how to write that. <laughs> I'm like that. So. <laughs> At least you're open to it in some aspect, I suppose. Yeah, it's vocally smooth as shit. I mean, you could consider it more droney, but I still, uh, not saying that you do, I'm saying people could. But I like the groove. And it's kind of goofy in there, too. See, I got to swim. Yeah, but it's so good. I think, I think with Parliament, there's so much going on sometimes that it can be overwhelming, and you just hear it as, like, one cacophony of nonsense. Yeah. But the more you, like, single sections out and single voices out, mm-hmm. the more, at least for me, I was like, oh, now I have a favorite part because I finally listened deeply. Mm-hmm. And I heard that guy doing that. Sweet. For just him, you know, instead of one big jumble jam. Jumble jam. Of, <laughs> of noises. Jumble jamboree. Plus, they're trying to make that whole we're a big group sound. Mm-hmm. It's just big. And it's just open and free flowing, and people can do, have their own input here and there, whatever that might be, which I'm into that sound, I well, guess. There was at least eight people on stage when we saw them, right? Yeah, but I don't know how many of those people are just like hype people there as well. Yeah, I know. Didn't Bootsy come out when we were there? Bootsy came out when we were there at Bogart's. That's a Cincinnati one. Yeah. Yeah, because it was Cincinnati. (sighs) Yeah. God. Yeah, hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a kick-ass concert, and they had that one girl on the roller skates. Peaches from Flavor of Love Season (laughs) 2, I believe. Oh, Peaches. And she, she would always play her folky guitar and sing on the show, and then she became a backup singer in Parliament. She joined Parliament. Which, 
fucking awesome. Yeah, I'd say you were the most successful person who was ever on Flavor of Love, including Flav. <laughs> but she came out with like a like a drum major's outfit, right? I don't remember. It was like a band, a school band outfit. Yeah, she would always have different like themes and things. And then she would roller skate mm-hmm. and do little like twists and turns. Did she play a flute at one point? I don't know, maybe. Is she a flautist? She may be. I'm not really sure. Let's listen to one more song, and then we'll take a little break. All right, uh, George. Now this is Aqua Boogie. <laughs> So that's, I remember probably about eight years ago, I would hear that a lot of places, mostly by like middle-aged white women, because I think there was like some song that came out that they were using that. Okay. And then we heard this album and I was like, oh, so everything good truly does stem from Parliament. (laughs) Yeah, birds got their sound from Parliament. This has got that kick-ass Bernie uh, keyboard bass. It's that synth bass. Turn up just a tiny bit. I remember watching some... Yeah. I never realized that. <laughs> I don't think I have either. <laughs> But it's got that cool sound. I remember them talking about how, like, yeah, bass sounds cool and all, but if we add a synth bass to the bass, it sounds even cooler. Just writing bass lines on a bass and then getting the keyboard player to double that up with you. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just this sound that is exclusive to them, and then it was stolen for, like, early, for, like, 90s. Gangsta rap and stuff. Oh, yeah. This song alone, the amount of times it was sampled is huge. It's like a very long list. It's a full page worth, and then it's been interpolated in songs as well. It's one of those things where it's like, how do you get better than this? Like, if you're going to go for a funk sound... There's no better. That's why it's been sampled by so many different people over time. One we've actually listened to before. Do you think that's... Because I know sampling... Like, its knees were taken out once... They like made the law that you have to pay these guys. Yeah. Even though George would have never seen a dime from them anyway because he sold the rights to these songs. Yeah. Uh, it's like when newer people had to start making their own. It's like, yeah, it's not as good or as interesting. Can you just please keep sampling Parliament? <laughs> like all my favorite rap songs from the 90s are fucking Parliament songs with rappers. It's because... People like Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. Dub C. They love that music. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg has used this song multiple times. It's like an it's a gift that keeps going giving. It's because they were they grew up on that shit because that's what their parents listened to. That's why you also kind of lose that over time because it's just generationally not really a thing. It just falls off like a lot of things do. If you're not the Beatles, it's really hard to reach. Like, have as far of a reach as they do. I'm going to sneeze. So, it's, are you, is it almost like 
as influences uh, further more and more from like who started it and made like the best examples of it or just getting diluted we are but I don't think that that is even gonna come into play I think people are like this isn't their sound anymore this isn't what they grew up knowing and loving they're not gonna think man I want I want that that piece of that k-funk song that I just that my mama just played I guess I'm more saying that like if your heroes were like Jimi Hendrix the Beatles Led Zeppelin were huge staples of great rock songs and eventually your parents grew up listening to Breaking Benjamin uh, Papa Roach yes is it then that you're like your barometer for greatness never was it's never gonna be as, <laughs> I mean I, I think that I would say wide not high because it's just what you think is the best it's just you're gonna move something else into that position and it's gonna alter like you're you're just gonna be looking at things from a different perspective because I think it's gonna be a, a, a thinner selection versus being able to access if you wanted to listen to Breaking Benjamin and P-Funk there's a lot in between those two yeah. versus just using one of those as the top what the hell did Breaking Benjamin do that just named this came was it two? I hate everything about you <laughs> was it that one I don't know but I hate everything about that song <laughs> I'm gonna look it up Breaking nope Benjamin Hey, Breaking God. Benjamin Benjamin. What are their top songs? I don't know if it's that one. So cold. Yeah, I don't know. So cold? None of these are like. I don't know that is a Static X song. Okay, without you. Was it that song? No, that's not that song. See, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I have no idea what I'm talking about. I don't know. Breaking Benjamin was just a name that popped into my head. Like, you wouldn't like this, Sam. Say this. <laughs> Do that for a lot of bands. Oh, yeah. I Hate Everything About You is Three Days Grace. Not Breaking yeah, Benjamin. Well, let's swap out Breaking Benjamin for Three Days Grace. Then. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> we can't be this band right there. It's not even good band names. I don't think so. <laughs> Who's Benjamin and why is he so fucking special? <laughs> We're all broken. Poor Benjamin. He been jamming. Now he been crying. So that piano magic. Huh. Interesting. What? Did you know there's a level right here, too? Yeah. I had no idea. Levels everywhere. There's levels everywhere. So yeah, one thing that I kind of briefly mentioned earlier is that we've actually had a song that samples this on the podcast before, which you said WC in the Mad Circle. Hey. My favorite song. It sure is. We're going to take a break. We'll be back.
Oh, Bootsy. The fucking man. Bootsy. When he came out on stage at that Cincinnati Bogart show, I remember the whole crowd just fucking... Lost it. Because there was rumors. I remember people talking like, I think rumor has a Bootsy's here. Rumor has a Bootsy's here. It's like, well, yeah, it's probably a pretty good rumor because he's from Cincinnati. So, like... We're in Cincinnati. This would be the place to come. I bet he usually jo- joins George in when they Cincinnati come to town. Shows. Yeah. Yeah. They, they should do one last tour with, like, as many of the original guys they could get, or at least as many of the uh, classics, uh-huh. which, I mean, who's really left? Your guitar player. No, the guy that wore the diaper, he died. <laughs> <laughs> Did he die from an infection on his butt? <laughs> yeah. But just a fucking Bootsy and George out on the road again. I think that would that would be the tour to end tours. Because, I mean, it, I've read that George is like, I only tour because I have no money. He's <laughs> supposedly retired last year. But, I mean, people do that all the time and yeah, come we'll back. See. When that crack addiction starts up again, we'll see. That's not what it is. <laughs> he has a humongous family. He has a ginormous family and a ginormous group of people that he has travel with him. He spends money like a motherfucker. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> and crack. He's a spender. He just changed what he spends his money on. I don't think he's on crack When was the anymore. last time you think he smoked crack was? I don't know. When was the last time he and Sly crossed paths? <laughs> the 90s? Early 2000s? I don't know, but I think Sly's still smoking crack. Sly got paid. Oh, so he's almost dead? Maybe. I hope not, because that's another person. I would love to see like Sly pull himself out, mm-hmm. out of all the shit and then just be like, look, we're going out on one last tour. I'm, I'm fucking back. Unless well, he's burned would, bridges too far. Maybe, but... I. Who gives a fuck? Just all I need is Sly. I'm not thinking about the rest of his family. I'm thinking about Sly. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing him come back out, you know we're there. You know if Sly and the Family Stone goes on. Oh my god. Oh, we are there. <laughs> Dude, we're, we're there. there. <laughs> Absolutely, without a doubt. Uh so we are listening to Welcome Back, by the way. We are listening to Motor Booty Affair by Parliament. And we're gonna go ahead back into this album. We only have a handful of tracks left. It's not a long album, so let's uh, have a not a long podcast episode. Let's dip in and dip out. All right, so this is what used to wake me up every morning. This used to be my alarm. Uh, It hasn't been for a long time. It's been something completely different for a while. But here's one of those funky things. Oh, yeah, this was what would wake you up. At the funk show. What wakes you up now? (laughs) I don't know. I know it's something stupid, but I don't know what it is. It's a it's a song that you made. What? It's a song that you made about your friend and his oh, woes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows about but you and oh I. Oh my god. <laughs> the song that I want to play for him so badly, but I gotta wait for a while. You still think you have to wait a while? Or you think, think he's over I it? I think it's probably over it, but well, he won't know about it, with, even if you say it on the with podcast. My, with my luck, he would start fighting with his girlfriend again, right at the time I was against He's show. always fighting with his girlfriend. <laughs> but Sam has a friend. He got in a fight with his girlfriend and made a couple videos only on Instagram. And I saw them and showed them to Sam or told Sam about them. And he was like, this guy can never not rhyme. 
And uh, yeah, even his even in his ranting videos, he's rhyming. So <laughs> Sam made his own little song of it, and it has been an inside joke with us <laughs> for a long time, based on his friend's pain and anger. <laughs> the best and i set it as my alarm for a while now that is what wakes us up in the morning <laughs> wakes you up in the morning you wake like up i don't remember it you always uh it's because you throw the blanket over you and turn the other way and go back to sleep until about 17 minutes after you're supposed to be at work you finally get out of bed <laughs> to a job that's 20 minutes away <laughs> You have slept way too. You've slept until like eight forty before, and I've gone in multiple times to get you up, and then you just go back to sleep. And then there becomes a point where it's like I'm just not even going to do it anymore because this is on him. I shouldn't even have to go in there once. You were a grown. You were older than me. Yeah, yeah. I fucking hate waking up, man. It's the worst. I hate it. Well, you know how to I fix that. I contemplate suicide for 20 seconds every fucking morning. <laughs> well, maybe maybe uh, you should set a Papa Roach alarm. I'll just turn it off faster and go right back to sleep. Contemplating suicide. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the shitty part about setting your alarm with things that you enjoy is eventually it starts to represent something you hate. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I had to change the song, even though I had it for a really long time because it was the idea of it was going to put me in a good mood. Because I love it. This is a really good song. And I, that little sexual innuendo. Do you want to get off? That <laughs> little whistles in there. I don't know any song that has whistles in it besides this song used appropriately. Maybe hot for teacher. <laughs> Definitely not used appropriately. <laughs> if you ask me. But this song fucking jams. Everything about it. The drums are awesome. And it's not a super long song. It's less than four minutes. It's more of a straightforward song. It is. Bells ringing. Santa Claus is in the house. Do you think they've ever had Santa Claus come out on stage, Parliament? Uh, I think it'd be really easy to dress up well, George, George yeah, yeah. as Santa Claus if you wanted to. God, can you imagine seeing Parliament like in their heyday when they had the big spaceship? Imagine that with so many artists, though, yeah, when they were yeah. in their prime. God, I've always said I was born in the wrong time. Absolutely. Couldn't, have, couldn't be more true. Yeah, we should be like on our 60s right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... Yeah, because I wouldn't have eaten as bad if I didn't, if I grew up in an earlier time. Who knows? <laughs> McDonald's was around. Well, I'd be one of those old people at McDonald's every morning. Give me my brown. <laughs> yeah, there's so many bands that we missed out on that it's like. Yeah, where tickets were only five to ten bucks. Should have been there. I should Horrible. should have been there. Mm-hmm. Seen yeah. like Black Sabbath. I should have seen Black Sabbath. I should have seen Pantera. I should have seen fucking P- Primus in their prime. Yeah. When Les was wearing like Ugh. pajamas on stage Les and had that so mullet gross. thing. Yeah. I want gross fucking Les. Gross you want, hillbilly. Like Maynard Les. Yeah. He had like a Maynard, Maynardness yeah. to him. 
natural flotation. That's when I should have seen Tool as well, is when Maynard was the grossest he was. <laughs> He's, I, don't, I consider him pretty gross now, but it's more just... I don't like what he does. What he what he does. He's saying you don't like the music. He's cleaner than he's ever been. Yeah, but I don't like his attitude. <laughs> <laughs> what attitude? He's like, I'm so great. I am Maynard James Keenan. I'm one of the three named people. That's how you're gonna remember me. I'm Maynard James. I have a I have a weird first name, but my middle name is so normal. Maynard James Keenan. And then my last name was after Keenan and Kel, because hey. I love orange soda. I do, I do, I do, <laughs> do. <laughs> Ridiculous. You didn't have Nickelodeon, but did you ever watch Keenan and Kel? I did when I had it in spurts when or state access. of people's homes. Stayed overnight when people had Nickelodeon. You bet your anus. I watched tons of Hey Dude and whatever they put on TV oh, at the time. fuck. Hey Dude. Uh-huh. Wow. Some of them cacti. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this shit out of Hey Dude. It's still because of Hey Dude that I know you could last a few days without food, but you can't last like more than so many hours without water. They got stuck in a hole and they're like, what are we going to do for food? And then the adult's like, you can go a day without water. It's only You can only go so many days. You can go way longer without food. Yeah. Because your body starts that's eating what the itself. Guy, that's what the guy said in the hole. And I was like, oh my God, that's a life lesson that I've learned from Hey Dude. <laughs> well, what I learned from Salute Your Shorts is that if oh, you get fuck. poison ivy or poison of any kind, you can take a bath with oatmeal, oatmeal? <laughs> but don't put it back in the fridge because someone might eat some. I totally ate that fucking oatmeal. <laughs> It was poison sumac, by the way. Uh, it was poison something. That's what I. Yeah. God, I. Ugh, man, all those shows are fucking classic. And, to me. But what we think about them as being <laughs> guaranteed, but we think about them as being huge stables, and a lot of those shows were like two seasons max. They just played the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. That's probably where I learned to obsessively watch things and listen to things over and 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 over. I've always kind of been like that, but I know that my I remember my mom would be like that, or like my aunt when they would like a song on a cassette, listen to it and rewind it, and my dad would do the same thing and just listen to the same song over and over again. People around me would do that, so I think I also just absorbed that from my environment. You think most people are like that? Yeah, I think most people just like to consume. We're consumers. It was like now I enjoy albums. Like A song will get me into an album, but I make it a point to listen to the whole album. Yeah, but if there's a song that you, that just fucking kills, you might repeat it before yeah, you finish I, the album. I might, but there was a point in my life where I would buy the album just for the one song and I wouldn't listen to the rest of the album. Tell me about it. I did that a lot. I'd just be like, I, there's a rest of an album. I, I just wanted this one song. Except for Seal. I definitely bought that single. You bought the single. Oh, yeah. Oh, you were kissed by a rose. I kissed that rose all the time. Uh, you were kissing the rose. You're supposed to be kissed by the rose. Well, that rose didn't want anything to do with me, so I had to take it upon myself to mouth rape it. Let's listen to the next <laughs> song on this uh, Motor Booty Affair album, Liquid Sunshine. This song has grown on me so much. Like, I've always enjoyed it, but... I don't know. There's something about it this past week that I just... It puts me in a good mood. It gets stuck in my head. 
And I guess I never realized how sexual it was either. I don't know what any of the lyrics are besides it's just a sunshine song. It says something about laying on you. George is all about to take you home and to lay on you. So this whole album is like a getting that booty affair. Well, but I mean, it's like a sort of a concept album, right? Where it's all trying to raise Atlantis to the top. Like it's all based off of being. We've got to raise Atlantis from the bottom of the sea. <laughs> Isn't that what it is, though? The whole album. It's something like that. I have it on vinyl, and there's a whole it's like a storyline, isn't it? I'm not sure about it being concept. I think it's a loose storyline. Because <laughs> I know it's about getting an old Sir Nose Devoid of Funk, getting him to swim and dance, of course, but it's always about getting him to dance. <sighs> That's right. Sir Nose. Because he doesn't swim or dance. No. I don't swim or dance. He's, he doesn't. He's devoid of funk. He doesn't ever. So we gotta do get. You gotta shoot him with the pop gun. <laughs> Future P Funk. <laughs> Future P Funk, is that further? Uh, yeah, Bob Gun would be after this, I believe. I have no idea. Remember when uh, they would have that guy come out and be Sir Nose, and he was like super cut and was like a really good dancer? Yeah. I remember one girl next to us at Bogart's being like, oh my god, look at him. <laughs> oh my god, look at him. Because he's supposed to be, you know, he's Sir Nose. He's supposed to be a no dancing, no fun having, it's like good time ruiner. But then once he gets shot with that bop gun, he's like the best fucking dancer on the stage. I think it ended up being like George's nephew? Really? I think so. I might be wrong. I'm still trying, I'm trying to find out where bop gun is. According to this, I don't know if it's true, but it looks like Mothership Connection was their first. First album? Yeah. Really? That's one hell of a fucking first album. That happens a lot, though. Doesn't it? Makes me realize how useless I am. <laughs> I thought Bop Gun would be on that. Uh, shoot them with your Bop Gun! I think Bop Gun is on... Uh, it's got, like, red writing on it. Placebo syndrome, I think. No, it's uh, funk to lek, lek, yeah, versus the placebo, uh, placebo syndrome. Funkin' Teleki. Oh, I don't know. Funkin' Teleki. But that was their second album. That was their second. So yeah. They had the bop going already. No, this is out of order. Oh, those motherfuckers. This is all out of order. Mothership Connection was not number one. It looks like it was their second album. Looks like Up for the Downstroke may have been number one. Ah, that's a good one, too. But I could still be wrong. It doesn't look like this shit knows what it's talking about. I'm telling you, it's all a mystery. No one knows what came first. And then what Funkadelic albums were coming out at the same time? Trill. I love Maggot Brain. That was super stupid on it. The one where the lady's head is like coming out of the ground. Oh. She's like screaming. I know. Okay, <laughs> just making sure. Maggot Brain is always on a uh, guitar lists for like greatest guitar solos. They always put Maggot Brain on there. Really? Yeah. It's a great album. I guess that song. 
I mean, I don't think it's particularly a great guitar solo, but it was fun when they played it live. Yeah. And they had that different guy come out and play drums. Mm-hmm. That was the other thing. They had another, they had other guys come and play other songs. It's like, not only we got this one drummer, but we're going to bring out this other drummer to play this one song for some reason. It looks like the uh, Motor Booty Affair was actually... It says that this came out in 78. There was an album in 79, one in 80, and then it looks like they released another one two years ago. So this was actually more on the butt end of their career, which makes sense, I think. Bef- it's a little more Did it go abstracting. Parliament, then it went Funkadelic, and then it went Parliament Funkadelic? Yeah. The sordid history of George Clinton and trying to have rights to the things that he made. Yeah, it's so weird. Individual bands, both active since the 60s. And then they're just forged into one. Yeah, because I guess the parliaments were originally a doo-wop group. Yeah, I remember reading that. Yeah, because I think you can find pictures of George with like combed hair. Mm -hmm. And then Funkadelic is more psychedelic rock. Yeah. It's fucking good no matter what. It's very interesting stuff. George Clinton had a fucking uh weird wild stuff. He he had a uh barber shop that he was laundering money through. <laughs> For a crack? I don't know. I don't know exactly what, what the laundering process was, but I know that he's I think they made I think he made he bought counter I remember some story where he bought counterfeit money. Knowing it was counterfeit to like pay for studio time to make albums. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, he was he was all about the crime. <laughs> well, Georgie, that's not uh that's not upstanding of you, sir. That's, nope. That's very unbecoming of you. But it got us some great fucking music. <laughs> sure did, you swindling bitch. Alright, <laughs> let's listen to the title track of this album, The Motor Booty Affair. This is one of those free-for-all songs. It is. Where it's very random. But it also is still very structured at the same time. I guess I mean free-for-all where it's a lot of things going on. There's people talking, people singing. God, I love the groove so much, though, to this song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Informed a huge generation of R and B, hip hop, rap. Oh yeah. There's certain sounds that happen when you hear in a parliament, Funkadelic, Parliament or Funkadelic, Funkadelic, Funkadelic album, Parliament Funkadelic. That you're just like, oh, that's that was 1992 rap right there. Like those creepy high end keyboard things that used to happen. Like on a Dre songs and Snoop Dogg songs, and you find out like that's all just Bernie keyboard so lines, often, yeah. and you're just like, oh, that's what, what makes me think of '90s hip hop, and it's all Parliament and Tupac, I guess, as well. Once again, you might as well take from the best. <laughs> and even though he wasn't getting paid, I'm sure George was like, yeah, they're jamming. They're still all under the one. He loved being relevant, guaranteed. He was in 
he was a big part, I would say, of the Good Burger movie. You ask me. He like did the music. Do Fries Come With That Shake was yeah. featured. They danced to, uh, was it not Knee Deep? Yeah, and you just see George walking randomly throughout the crowd. Looking like a crazy man. The crowd <laughs> in the mental hospital where Abe Vigoda is. Oh yeah, Abe Vigoda's in that movie. Yes, he is. <laughs> Rest in sexy, Abe Vigoda. You, know, you know who should have been in that movie? Uh, I don't know, you? Miguel A. Nunez Jr. Oh, man, you are going to find a way to get him in every... That's the thing, I look down and I see his name, but I'm just like, no, he's not a part of this episode. But if you want Miguel Nunez Jr. to be in this, then you, Joanna, can. Miguel should have been the uh, the guy who ran the bad burger, Mondo Burger. Those were so disgusting looking. The Mondo <laughs> Oh my god, they're huge. They would have been like the burgers you made last night. They cooked on the outside, raw on the inside. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> hey, your pork chops were delicious. Your pork pieces. Bob liked the burger. I think his was cooked a little bit more. And so was Robert's. They yeah. got lucky. I think you and I got the rarest of the burgers. I Yeah. Clarence ate a big chunk of mine. What's up, girl? Yeah. Can you feel it? Can you so hear it? Even though you don't have How do I make money off on? of this podcast? <laughs> uh, completely change everything about it. <laughs> Get a new co-host. I, I think a whole just... Yeah. So Overhaul. what you're saying is there is no money on this podcast. Basically, yeah. We make nothing. We get gifts from Jimmy Rollin from Rolling Graphics sometimes, which we super appreciate. We got like, gifts from Ron that one time. Yeah, absolutely. I got a Justin Timberlake marionette doll. That tops everything this podcast has ever done for me. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. <laughs> That's the whole reason I did this. Was to get a fuck you mail sign from Jimmy and a Justin Timberlake marionette doll from Ron. One, two, three, yeah, this part rules. Listen to fucking uh, Bootsy go. And Bernie. Is it Bernie playing the... I don't know. I guess I could look that up, but I don't care. I'm just grooving. I enjoy it. I agree. Yeah, there's some keyboard action in there, but there's none of the uh, bass synth added on this Yeah, time. This is just straight up like, I'm going to slap the bass. Slap it to bass. Here I go. It's so good. Yeah, it makes your fucking... 40 said it. It goes into your butt, and it makes it move. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, this is a band that I think, if you still could be this funky, I think you couldn't have a life in music, like, just playing shows. Yeah. You could be hired. If you were good. Just to be, like, a dance. I mean, unless you took that song and did this with it. 
we'll get there. It's kind of a long intro, but that's the thing. Because you can take those cool sounds and you can do good things with them, but you can also take good things like that and do stuff like Vanilla Ice has done and this song called Now and Forever. So far, it's all right. So far, I'm fine with it. Yeah? It's okay. The beginning's fine. I haven't listened very far into it. Because when he starts, I was out pretty fast. Here we go. I need a woman that's sexy, straight up and erotic. I gotta have a yes, a beautiful sex goddess. The kind of girl who rocks my world, doing those crazy things with whipped cream and ice cream. And <laughs> cream and cream, huh? Yeah, good job. See, I don't think that this song made him very successful. But no. you can take a song that's as good as that and make this. And her thighs, including them hips. She comes equipped to leave the ICE stuck. The kind of woman who can make my volcano erupt. Ew, gross. <laughs> yeah, no. Rock yeah. and Winkle, no thank you. I still enjoy this way more than most rap. Current it's, rap, it's especially. His, no, oh, I agree with that. I can't stand the mumble rap shit that's a thing. That's, a, that's a, an unfortunate thing in the world of music. You're not a fan of... What's that fucking guy's name? Six nine. Takashi six nine. Takashi six nine. I'm not a fan of Drake. He is a huge, huge sinner in the music world today. If you ask me, repent, Drake, repent. Okay, we have one more track on this album, then we are finished. Let's listen to Deep. It's almost sounds like a James, Br- not James Brown. Rick James yeah, sound to it. I feel like Rick James definitely had some songs that started sounding just like this. You think it's weird that Rick James would get offended when people would call him funk? It's like, well, what the fuck are you? Yeah, he was absolute funk. He, he would always be like, it's punk funk. Yeah. Well, you're still saying funk. Funk. Yeah. <laughs> and what you're doing is funky. Yeah, very funky. Uh, didn't Bootsy Collins play bass for James Brown for a little bit? I have no idea. I think he did. I think that's where he learned to like be 100% all the time because James Brown was one of those slave driver kind of... Rick, Rick James? No, James, James Brown. Brown. Okay. James Brown, okay. Just making sure. He was one of those slave driver kind of guys. Like, you don't mess up a note. Mm-hmm. When I slam my foot down, that's when the song fucking stops. You don't do it. You mess up once. There's the fucking door. <laughs> that pressure is unrealistic and uh, terrifying. I, terrifying, yes, but it wasn't unrealistic because you got those people that could do it. You just no, demanded true. perfection. Yeah. It's just that perfection isn't real. It is if you're working with James Brown or Buddy Guy. <laughs> Frank Zappa. Huh? Even though he wasn't perfect, he uh, made everyone around him be perfect. Frank was okay with a mess up here and there, as long as it wasn't induced by... Outer, someone being like arrogant and trying to show off. No, no, somebody being fucked up. Like he didn't tolerate For drugs sure. or drinking. So if that's what was making you fuck up, you're done. Uh, there's a concert where Frank is like, "All right, uh, God, what's his name? He's one of our favorite guys from Z- Zappa. He sings uh, Lucille." been so uh, I don't know I've forgotten all names immediately fuck I can't remember his name 
But I saw him in the Zappa thing I went to. He was the lead singer of it. Yeah. God damn, I wish I could remember his name. But it's not Terry. No. Terry Bozio? <laughs> no, it wasn't Terry. But anyway, there was a concert where he's like, all right, he's going to sing a song for you, and tonight, hopefully, he's on key. <laughs> so, like, Jeez. obviously, he was okay with some fuck-ups here and there, but he's going to make fun of me on stage. God damn it, what was his name? I don't know why I can't think of it at all. I know that I saw him at, in Indianapolis playing for a Frank Zappa cover band. Yeah. And he was drinking whiskey all night. He was fucking things up. And it was kind of sad. Like, this isn't what Frank wanted for you. No, not at all. He specifically didn't want stuff like that. Yeah. What was his goddamn name? I don't know why it's so hard to find this. All I can think of is Bernie. (laughs) (laughs) I have Ruth Underwood, Terry Bozio, Roy Estrada. No. George Duke. No. Napoleon Murphy Brock. Amazing person, but no. There's a part that gets very uh, socially woke. This is a song that makes you fucking... I'm just sitting here in the chair dancing back and forth. getting boring now that I'm just sitting here looking for the name of that guy. It's not Ray White. Ray White was the other guitar player. Ike Willis? Ike Willis. I tried it. I had I was like, what song did he do? I was like Lucille. Because you said that, so I was yeah. like Ike Willis. Ike Willis. Couldn't let it go. I went to that show in Indianapolis. Like I said, he was drinking whiskey and fucking things up, but his guitar amp stopped working two songs in and nobody knew what to do. And some fan just went to his house that was like six blocks away. Yeah. And came back with a guitar amp and let Ike use that. Thank goodness. Yeah. And then I remember thinking like, I should be in this band. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> they were good. Ike was sitting on a chair the whole time. He was like really big. It's one of those things where like you're like fat. You mean? Yeah. Okay. It's one of those deals where you you hold this guy in such high regard, and then you see him like life is beating him up, and he's just like getting drunk and messing things up on the guitar. Still an amazing guitar player. Like, still way better than I could ever be, but. But there's a reason why Frank wanted structure and yeah. not intoxicants. Oh, Frank. Because he didn't want people to drink even like after the show, right? Like He didn't want any of that because he wanted you to always be sharp. He was fine with uh, 
drinking evolved it wasn't to get drunk. Like, even he would have a glass of wine at dinner or something. Yeah. But it wasn't to get intoxicated. Mm-hmm. He basically looked at it as if you're on my time, you're going to behave and do all this so we can make the most amount of money, put on the best shows, because I hate being out on the fucking road. I'm only doing this because we need money. Well, he wouldn't want people to be hung over the next day is kind of what no, I meant. Like, yeah, he would still no. want things to be... On the one. There's a story of uh, Steve Vai. Yes. There goes Steve Vai. It's like a second night as a guitar player for Frank Zappa, and he had 102 fever. And they strapped him up to like a dolly. Yeah. Because he couldn't stand. He's so sick. Wow. So they strapped him up to a dolly so he could stand and play the guitar. That's crazy. And he was vomiting during guitar solos. Oh my god, that's horrifying. <laughs> Like, just on himself? Like, down his on guitar? On himself, off to the side, wherever he could. That's horrible. But he said he's, he didn't miss a fucking note. <laughs> wow. So what do you think about this song? Jammer? I think so. This is a background jammer for me. Like, there's certain songs by Parliament that I'm, like, paying attention to the whole time. And then there's other Parliament songs like this, where I can get tasks done and just have a little groove in the background. Yeah, I'm. Like if I Handcuffs like comes on, all things stop, and I'm <laughs> yeah. listening to fucking Handcuffs. That makes sense. If this comes on, I'm like, oh yeah, that's rules, and then I can like, I don't know, draw something or pick my nose. <laughs> By the way, is picking your nose a problem in this COVID-19 world? I would think so. Yeah, I might be single-handedly uh, spreading increasing COVID. the COVID. Because <laughs> you've never stopped picking your nose and flicking boogers at things. It's so hard to not pick your nose. I've always been a nose picker. I think if you're an avid nose picker. An avid? Yeah. A constant nose picker. A pro. I think you're a little bit more in tune with things being in your nose. Okay. I mean, I'm only saying this because I've never not been a nose picking fucking freak. But like, are there people out there that like can feel a booger in their nose and they just wait till they can get somewhere to like blow their nose? Because that just does not fucking fly. I'll turn around and put my face in the corner and get the goddamn burger out of I'll, my I'll put my other hand over my nose <laughs> as I pick it. Yeah. It's got to get out. I agree. It's, I think this is also why I end up with more scabs in my nose than I'm sure most people do. <laughs> oh, there's sores? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know how that goes. It's a mess. Yeah. It's an absolute <laughs> and then, disaster. And then you want to pick those. <laughs> you do because like they get itchy. In but then when you pull the scab off, it's like the most fucking painful thing. It makes you cry. Like, not actual cry, but you <laughs> yeah, know, your eyes too. are watering yep. like crazy. Yep. It's ridiculous. And then it burns, but then you kind of can't wait for it to scab over again so you can repick it. <laughs> That goes a little beyond me, to be honest with you. Okay, well, that's me. <laughs> well, we're actually finished with the album, so we are now to the point of the podcast where it's time to go over some questions. Questions. It is question time. Down, down, skip it down, 
some questions and I'm gonna answer those questions. And if you have any questions besides the normal ones that you do, I will answer them. Yes, I will, baby. Yes, answer I will them too. for you. And you thought this song was done, but it still keeps going. Cause Sam still stands for freedom, and they can't take that away. Cause Sam's proud to answer my questions, cause it makes him fucking free. <laughs> okay, God, that's the worst that's definitely the worst so far <laughs> me why did i choose this um i just thought it was time what do i think you thought when i gave it to you easy motherfucking peasy easy peasy sam what did you think when i gave it to you easy peasy do you know how many times you listen to this album? i only listened to this once but i've listened to this album many times really so you're telling okay interesting what so i mean i know what the next album is you're telling me i could only listen one time no because you've never heard that album before i've heard this album i don't hundreds of times hear it anymore (laughs) okay i probably listened to it about four and a half five times what do i think your least favorite song is this is there aren't a lot of songs to choose from again there are only eight songs but I still kind of felt that even though this was the thing that kind of got you pumped up for the album, my guess for you for least favorite song is Mr. Wiggles. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to give it, yeah. Going to go with that just because it seems like one long intro. Well, and you did say that this is more like background music for you. Yeah. Mr. Wiggles the worm. Yeah. All right, what do you think my least favorite song is? Your least favorite song is Deep. No, it's not, Sam. My least favorite song is also Mr. Wiggles. Still like it. Oh, yeah, I absolutely like it. I love it. It's just really not the one that you, like, ever quote or... No, it's not going to get stuck in my head. Or, like, do a, like a bass line from you know like actually the only thing is the main thing which is e to the i oh papa jack and i'm back on the scene with my record machine saying Ooh, papa do how y'all do i'm mr wiggles the worm these are my ladies giggle and squirm three bionic idiots <laughs> <laughs> something about the the affair will be going down and we won't be coming up for air god damn love it <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, what do I think your most favorite song is? Honestly, I'm not sure. But my guess was Motor Booty Affair because I really have no idea. Sam, what's your most favorite song? This one was hard. But I think I'm going to have to go, What are those funky things? I did not see that coming at all. You get that? Like this part? And this song is very fun to play on the drums. Oh, really? And then this. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's very fun to play. It's a great song. It's a very great song. Sam, what do you think my most favorite song is? Uh, I don't know, because there's there's uh, multiple ways to go about this. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, I might be completely wrong, but I'm going to go with you're a fish and I'm a water sign. Jesus Christ, Sam, you are wrong again. Uh, Once again, I agree with you. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I just heard it's going to be one of those funky things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if they played this live, I would be like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Here we go. Oh, yeah. I'd be all up in the asshole of one of those funky things. (laughs) All right. So how old was I when I first started listening to this? I was a young adult. That's all I know. Uh, You and I were together. Um, We were both enjoying it at the same time. We were married. Yeah. And it was probably around moving in with Adam because I knew Adam was a fan. Adam Adam had a P Funk Greatest Hits album, and Adam would get this album out because mm-hmm. we just put all of our yeah albums not in the same shelf because we kept them yeah. separate, but it was in the same area. And so Mothership Connection. Adam would grab my or grab like your Motor Booty Affair, and he would grab your uh, Mothership Mothership Connection mm-hmm. and put them on. You you we would come home and. It would be in the middle of the album. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, fuck, Adam's jamming. Oh, yeah, and it'd be great. And be like, well, we, we, we're we coming home with a handle of whiskey. Let's get this <laughs> going. We come home at 530 and start drinking. <laughs> Those were the days. All right. How did I originally feel about it? I think that I, I listened to other songs. I knew other songs because I've always been someone who chooses tracks and would always listen to an iPod on shuffle sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but when I first started listening to the album, I think it grew on me pretty quickly. Even though I understand that it's not for everyone, it still just had this really nice groove that worked with me. It's it's yeah. mellow. I dig it. And eventually, this is an album that comes along with memories of a fun time. It's mm-hmm. not just an album that you enjoyed. It's It puts me in the church. Absolutely. It puts me in the best times of the church. When I, we were getting along the best, we were all just having fun all the time. Uh-huh. Just hanging out together. Yeah. We were just, it was like a, a group, but not, not like a party because like Adam would get off work and I'd be eating lunch or something on the couch and then we'd just start chatting and start hanging out. Like it's just, yeah, Adam's always been a, a pal. So yeah. it definitely, I have good feelings. Good, uh, What's it called? I don't know. Like personal. This this is a personal album for yeah, me. I have yeah. I have connections to it. It yeah. it goes deeper than just music for me. Yeah. Plus Batman video game. It goes together greatly. <laughs> <laughs> I suggest to everyone to play Batman Arkham Asylum and listen to Parliament. Motor Booty Affair and Mothership Connection. And I mean, as whether or not I would recommend this. I'm kind of on the fence about it because I understand how a lot of songs on this might not appeal to someone. I might actually recommend Mothership Connection over this. Yeah, I would too. So I, I think I'm going to say I may not actually technically recommend it, but I still think it's a good one if you're already interested in Parliament. Yeah, I was going to say if it's one of those. It's not a great you're intro. in the scene and you haven't heard this album yet. Mm-hmm. Then it's a record. But you like Mothership Connection, I would say, well, what about Motor Booty Affair? Yeah. 
but yeah if you were just like what parliament should i start with it would be mothership nine times out of ten that person's gonna go oh yeah i already have that (laughs) yeah possibly sam would you ever listen to this again yeah i listen to this uh every once in a while as is okay that's why i didn't need to listen to it that much so i know what's next yes she does you know what's next. She's already given hints of how she feels. We all about it. know what is next. We don't know what's coming necessarily, but we can hear that I am not happy about it. Sam, <laughs> I, uh-huh. just I heard it. Um, what's next? What's next is a progressive rock album <laughs> with a twenty-three-minute song from nineteen seventy-two. This band features Phil Collins and Peter Gabriel. We're listening to Foxtrot by Genesis. All right. So thanks for listening to the episode. We appreciate it. We do have some videos and stuff up on YouTube. We don't have a lot, Um, but check us out. The next one's ready for upload. It's going to be stupid. They all are, but includes me naked. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that needs to go up ASAP. Um, We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye bye.